tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, and uh, up and underway, and uh, boy, oh boy, Mark, um, Yes, I'm excited. Do we have an excuse for a day off this week already? I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we can come up with something. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know how I survived for as many years as I did in management, but boy, it, my world's paying for it now. Got to be honest with you. I'm like the worst employee of all time. <laughs> oh, the things we do for love, right? Yeah. Well, I'm an enabler, right. so whatever you want. I mean, well, it's fine. <laughs> There you go. So I'm alpha. You're a beta. And well, we need to go find Omega so we can push them all around. All right. So Mark, today is a national day of something. And yep. I know one of those is pasta day, right? Yeah, it, 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 I think it is national pasta day. In fact, yes. Yeah. It's also national clean your virtual desktop day, which, which oddly enough, you had to do over the weekend. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. That is so funny. <laughs> it's National Mulligan Day. So if you want to go play wow. golf, go for it. It's National Mulligan Day. Um, but hey, if you can't make it today, just take your mulligan and use it tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. It's National Payback a Friend Day. <laughs> Boy, I owe so much to Mark Conklin right now. Y'all have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're golfing buddies, then you can go buy him around to golf today. Um, there you go. And last but not least, it is Evil Knievel's birthday today. Man. Among many others he, that nobody would recognize. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Knievel, a guilty pleasure of uh, millions of American boys, you know? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what a guilty pleasure was then. Just thought, Muhammad Ali, Evil Knievel. There has to be a third guy for the new adult stooges, you know? <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And uh, after months of a computer dying on me, <laughs> just in the middle of nowhere, Mark, it just, the battery would die. Yep. And so I said, I need to go ahead and get another one, you know, and, I'm pretty hard on computers, so I don't really want to buy a brand new one. You know, yeah, that's the I don't thing, know why that's the thing like this. you never do buy a new one. You always, nope. you always go to some pawn shop or Facebook marketplace or something. Yep. You buy somebody's, you know, Oh, I got to get rid of this. You, that's when you buy something yep. from somebody else and then it fails on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I bought a brand new desktop, you know, a couple of mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. And, um, I'm the guy that says, don't ever buy used electronics, buy new, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. don't buy refurbs, buy new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but everything I've got is a refurb or new. Anyway, so the computer that I've been using, and I mean, this thing is old. As a matter of fact, I think it has a, um, a place in it where there used to be the micro cassette player that was the hard drive, okay? <laughs> I think it's like that. Is it a Commodore <laughs> and, 64? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had oh, one of it's those. The Apple One. <laughs> it's the Apple One. I got a splinter from the, the box. <laughs> At any rate. <laughs> um it just kept dying and and from mark goes dude i've got it i've got your solution yeah. and he took and cleaned off and got a computer uh that is a, is a mac product that is better than anything i've ever used before wow. in my life and i owe you big time because <laughs> this thing is just remarkable That's although a, you do get a little lost in how good it is you know it's a 13 year old imac 
and it's yep. better than anything you've ever had. That should say a lot right yep. there. <laughs> it does. And that's why I said it because I, I, you know, I've, I've used Android phones and I've used iPhones and yeah. depending on what your desires are in life, you know, if you want to open it up and use the best product you can go with a Mac, go with an iPhone. Well, I, it's, we were talking the other day about your computer problems and I, I was sitting here thinking, God, he just needs to go buy a refurbished, you know, yeah. a refurbished, uh, one of these little Mac minis. It's just a box. You plug your monitor, keyboard, and mouse into it, and and you're good to go. And those are not all that expensive. And you can already you can get the M1, the latest, well, one of the latest versions on the refurb marketplace, relatively inexpensively. Not all that much, you know. What does that mean to you? To me, well, it's going to be about the same price as one from you know a, a PC from Best Buy, four to six hundred bucks, okay. something like that. Okay, you know, but but it's it runs extremely fast. It's a great computer and you right. just, you already plugged, you've already got everything else. You just, just, you right. just need the box. Right. And yeah. then it hit me, wait a minute, right over my right shoulder <laughs> in my studio <laughs> over the, I've got, I've got this uh, iMac that I retired not long ago when I bought the M one iMac and or the M one Mac and just said, Oh, <laughs> well, I've got this. <laughs> so I said, you know, I set up an account for Dave on it and, put all the programs Boom. in place he needed and we got up, we got together and I handed it to him. So, so boy, now you're in Mac world and I expect every yeah. now and then to be a, a completely mystified question to come my way. <laughs> well, you already got one this morning. Yes, so uh, that was... <laughs> Why do I hear this coming out of there instead of here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you know what? That happens no matter what computer you're using. That just shows you I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's a, like I said the other day, there's a, most everything you can adjust on the computer is in that one little gray box, you know? Yeah. Bottom line is yeah, the little so. gray thing in between my ears is the problem. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Life radio FM, the market Mac show. And you know, Mark, we have had a number of big bear stories okay now when i say big bear i'm not talking about a type of bear i'm really talking about every black bear is a big bear every brown <laughs> bear is a, every polar bear the only bear that's not a big bear to me is the one that i can hold and pull its eyes out on my own that's the, the stuffed one you know <laughs> teddy bear yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but in real life you can't do that you also shouldn't take po uh, selfies with them people come on when are you going to stop this wow anyway colorado parks and wildlife officers responded to a resident's home to relocate a large black bear found taking shelter under their deck CPW officer John Livingston posted photos and videos to Instagram showing the removal of the big bear from under the deck of a home near Needham Elementary School in Durango. He says it took a tranquilizer dart and five members of the the, uh, the Parks and Wildlife uh, staff to get this bear out from under the deck and into a trailer so it could be prepared for relocation. We est estimated this bear to be at least 10 years old and to weigh as much as 400 pounds. Livingston said the bear was tagged and microchipped before being released to about 60 miles away from the home. Bears in Colorado are particularly active during the early fall when they need to eat about 20,000 calories a day to prepare for their winter hibernation. 20,000 calories a day. What a rookie. Come on. Amateurs. <laughs> Life 
Radio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, there are a couple of signs that liberals have gotten their way. Um, and one of those is the idea that you can go and create an event that allows children to beg for candy for mom and dad um, all through about a month and just claim that it's trick-or-treating. Yeah. Trick-or-treating used to happen one night a month on yeah. in October. That was it. Yeah. The rest of the year, you begged for candy at the convenience store. You know, you didn't <laughs> beg door-to-door. That's right. So, and you got shot now, down. <laughs> yes, nine times out of ten. Yep. The only way you really got it was if mom was extra, had an extra buck from groceries or you had a quick slide of hand. Nobody's looking. Oh, I no, got it, no, but I no. got to eat this on the way to the car. <laughs> yeah, you got to eat it on the way to the car because mom's going to ask, where'd you have the money to buy that? Mm-hmm. Because you could have used that on me, you know? <laughs> anyway, I digress. <laughs> right. Well, now that the liberals have taken over, kids get everything, including yeah. how many Halloweens would you like to have? Wow. How yeah. many days would you like to trick or treat? All of them. Yeah. When does Halloween start anyway? Don't you, you start seeing the decorations in August, right? Or before, right yeah. after Fourth of July, yeah. actually, you start seeing yeah. the the decorations, and then people start setting up for for yeah. gatherings and get-togethers and such all during the month of September into October. Now, the mm-hmm. theme parks in Florida they they theme up and they and from from sometime in August all the way through the end of October, it's Halloween in the theme parks. It's just crazy. Well, the same is true for other events elsewhere, and you can you can find a trunk or treat events. For Halloween, even well, in the last few weeks, they've been all over the place. In Missouri, a mom was shocked to find a package containing cannabis-infused gummy worms mixed in with the Halloween candy her five-year-old collected during a trunk or treat event over the weekend. Tiffany Burroughs told KMOV that she took her three boys, ages one, two, and five, to the trunk or treat at a local restaurant. While her children were running around in costumes collecting candy, Burroughs noticed a package of gummy worms that looked strange. When she got home, she inspected her boys' candy bags and discovered a package of marijuana edibles. She says, I remembered it when we walked through the door and said, oh, yeah, let me see that. I looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, that's definitely not for kids. Burroughs immediately called the police. Stephen Bell, co-owner of the restaurant, told the news station there that, uh, that the police came to the event and he helped them inspect all of the candy being handed out. He said, uh, well, me and the manager and the other owner walked through the lot. I mean, we looked through everyone's candy and we couldn't find anything. Hmm. Hmm. The police could not find any evidence of marijuana candy and received no further, no other complaints from parents. Um, Lieutenant Tom Wilkinson of the St. Charles Police Department said, we don't believe at this time there was malicious intent uh, that somehow these gummy worms got mixed in with candy because they look, they do look like candy. Boy, you want to talk about harshing somebody's buzz, telling me you gave away all their drugs to a kid, you know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And Mark, when you and I uh, got LASIK surgery back in the day, yeah, one of us came out of there as a poster child for LASIK surgery. The other... <laughs> Maybe not so much. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Maybe you I came would, out as the poster uh, I don't know child. If you would I came out as the poster child for the warning document. <laughs> That's what I came out. <laughs> oh my! All those little things yeah. they tell you. Yeah, you could get this. Could happen to you, and this could happen, and this. Everything but blindness, basically, is is, is what <laughs> happened to me. Now, don't get me wrong. I still had like uh, right afterwards. I had like twenty ten vision. I it was just amazing right. that everything was so crystal clear, but. I also had uh, 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 issues with driving at night, 
uh, street lights, mm-hmm. uh, car headlights, things like that all looked bizarre Every, and they still do. I, it, to this day, I hate driving at night, but wow. And yeah, but, uh, but on, on the whole, eh, yeah, I, I don't, I think knowing what I know now and having lived through what I have lived through, I think I would have opted out I said, no, nah, I don't think right. so knowing what I know now, because there are, there's that chance that your vision is as good as it's going to be, could have some trade-offs that don't make it worth it. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. happened to me. So go into it with your eyes wide open, so right. to speak, if ah! you're thinking about doing it and, uh, and, uh, be aware that certain things could happen to certain to you. And if, if you hear them say, wow, you really have big pupils, then say, you know what? I think I'll pass. Because, <laughs> because that's my situation is that my, my pupils, my irises are larger than the standard for uh, LASIK surgery. And as a result, when it, in the dark, when my pupils open the, the edges of mm-hmm. all of those little cuts come into focus in my eye and it makes everything go crazy. So right. yeah, it's just a bizarre situation anyway. Now just FYI. Um, as Mark said, he would have chosen not to, right. okay. He would have opted out. I am the poster child for a successful LASIK. Right. Yeah. And I do not recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want you to know I got, I'm per, I, dude, I don't even like talking about it with Mark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, well, I'm, I'm the, I'm the guy they pro, would trot out at, you know, Ted talk. Oh you yeah. Know, I am yeah. the putting on the Ritz. Yeah. You know? you're, That's you're, the ba- be. you're the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, I am and, Frankenstein's monster on stage singing, man. You know, and here's another but, thing: if you have if you have astigmatism, you get corrected. You know that corrected with uh, LASIK surgery. That astigmatism continues to change throughout your life. So later on in life, you're you're going to suffer from astigmatism again, and you're going to need glasses again. Right. Which is why I'm wearing glasses right now because. Yep. And well, that was how, how many years ago, almost 20 years ago, 20. Yeah. Yeah. So in the past 20 years, my eyes have changed enough that I've had to have glasses for the astigmatism again. And I dare say that they've changed, uh, the LASIK surgery since then too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what they have now. Yeah. They're different. And isn't that funny? I know that at the time you and I got it done. Um, our friend John bird had had RK or PK, one of those. And when it was described to me, whereas they use this the blade to cut a little flap over your pupil and, mm-hmm. you know, pull it back. And then they do the laser on and they flap it back over with his, they scrub that off. Cause it grows back. They scrub it off like a Brillo pad Ugh. and then they cut your cornea with blades and then it heals up and you can see it's like, what? Yeah. You, and yeah. you went in for that. Yeah. I remember people talking about RK and PK and how good it was. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You're going to carve up my cornea. You're <laughs> it's not like this is eyeballs and jelly that you're going to eat with yeah. Shrek, man. Yeah. But that's what it was like. Hey, and listen, uh, I kind of oh. relate because I got an infection off of my, uh, LASIK surgery too. Remember? <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and Jane and I were going out of town. We were going to the Smokies for a vacation. And, uh, and I started, my vision started getting cloudy. And so I went back in and it turned out that there had been like, there had been something something on the the scalpel that they used or the blade they used right. to, to make the flat with that and i had gotten I, i'd had an allergic reaction to it or something like that and 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 so i had white blood cells building up behind the the you know on the fronts of my eyes and oh. they actually went in and and cut the uh, and cut the flat back open again and literally no. scrubbed my cornea 
literally scrubbed my eye. And then when they were through, they put a patch over my eye, handed my wife a prescription and said, go get this pain prescription filled right now. He's going to need it. And we, we went three minutes, no more than three minutes away to the CVS. She went in to get the prescription. And by the time she came back out, I was in the fetal position in the passenger seat, chewing on the, on the, on the seat belt. Because <laughs> I was in so much pain. Mark, would you get LASIK again? No! LiveRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And hey, if you're a LASIK eye doctor or whatever, you, I don't even know if that's the right term. That could be like dinosaur term, Mark. We could be like, you know, <laughs> Neanderthal man or something. But right. I, that, that, this is why that came up because there's a story about this eye doctor out in California. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and all I could think of is he's some people are just wrong. Okay. I don't know how you do this. I wore right, contact yeah. lenses for 20 years mm -hmm. before LASIK. 20 yep. years, and I never, ever lost one in my head, okay? Right. yeah. I yeah. had problems at, you know, but not after I got used to it. But yeah. he, and the problems I had at the beginning weren't having more than one in my eye. I right, guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah, and I made the mistake once of actually sleeping in my contacts, which oh, yeah. uh, at the time they told you, yeah, you could wear these for days. And I thought, well, yeah. fine. And I left him in and sure. got up the next morning and like, could somebody get a tire tool and pry my eyes open? Oh. Because wow. <laughs> I couldn't open my eyes, right? But oh, isn't that crazy? It's a, yeah, it was bad. But this, there's this California ophthalmologist named Katerina Curtiva. She recently shocked the internet by posting a video of herself extracting forgotten contact lenses from a patient's eye. And she's in Newport Beach, California. She posted an Instagram video of herself carefully removing contact lenses from this patient's eye. Um, it says here a few, but a few is not right because Curtiva claims that she's removed no less than 23 old contact lenses that her patient, an elderly woman, had forgotten in her eye for months, maybe even years. The video it have to be years. Yeah, yeah. The video went viral a few days ago, leaving millions of people scratching their heads about someone. How could someone simply forget that many contact lenses in their eyes? The video captioned, Don't sleep in your contact lenses, shows Dr. Curtiva using a Q tip to carefully remove dozens of old contact lenses from behind an elderly woman's eye. Some of them appeared to have turned green after being in there for ah. a long period of time. Oh, come on. She said, I've carefully separated all the contact lenses and counted a total of 23. I had to use a very fine surgical instrument, a jeweler forceps, to separate the contact lenses. They were essentially glued together after sitting under the eyelid for oh. a, a, a month, she said. A, a rare occasion when someone forgot to remove contact lenses at night and kept on putting a new one in every morning, 23 days in a row. Now, wow. this is not the record. Right. Yeah. 23 is, is not the record. A few years ago, a 67-year-old woman from the UK forgot a whopping 27 contact lenses in her eye over 35 years. You know, this makes, to somebody like me who wore contact lenses, okay? Yeah. I, I never slept in mine. I never did. I, I actually didn't do the latest, greatest, oh, you got to try this. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And the reason is, I, I tested out a few when I first was getting my contacts. And again, I wore them for a long time, but I ended up going with a larger, a thicker 
lens. Mm. It was just comfortable for me. And um, they were daily wear. They, you didn't sleep and think about it. Do you really want something artificial in your eyeball for 20, you know? No. 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 I didn't want that. But yeah. anyway, so I can't imagine. I mean, it was so tough getting used to just having one thing in my eye. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but once once I had it in there, it was like, oh, this is awesome. I mean, uh, con that, that's why going back to LASIK, after the success you have wearing contact lenses, if you do, don't go out. There's no, I mean, no, it's like, why now I will tell you, Mark, the one thing that the LASIK thing helped me with is that even with contact lenses, you know, your, my eyes were getting worse. And there was the last time I went to the doctor, he said, you know, you're wearing, you know, kind of thick contact lenses. These aren't available. The company doesn't make these anymore. Um, and he, I said, well, get, can you give me a couple of things to test? And I hear breaking glass and he comes back in with two Coke bottles. Here, try these on, you know? <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and uh off to a, mark i gotta tell you one thing uh i know that fall break is different for all children and we didn't talk about it a lot last week we did mention it that you know right, yeah. they have them uh, my grandson braylon was out uh for the week and just to give you an idea you know of the difference in parenting okay that ladonna and i bring to the table I'm the adult. She's the child. And there you go. That's it. And so, you know, her schedule over the last couple of years has been kind of crazy and work with work and everything. And she had the time kind of matched up so she could be with Bray during his fall break. Mm -hmm. And it was like living with Milo and Otis. I mean, oh my. I'm not kidding. I kept hearing this. I'm going to go for all outside today. Going to see if we can find. I'm like, oh my gosh. And the, there's like, they both think they're helping, okay? They both do. Mm -hmm. But when I look out in the yard and there's a pile of sticks over here, a pile of bricks over here, a pile of I don't know what that is over here, and it's all because they were doing something and because they both get distracted very easy. Oh, shiny squirrel, wow, you know. Oh, my gosh. And they and Braylon's going through that, you know, every all children go through a phase would like to build forts, you know, out of blankets and everything else. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. In a, in a normal household, in, in a normal household, after you build, you know, Fort Cozy McBlanket, um, after you've played in it, you take it down and the, the living room goes back to a living room. So other people living in the home could actually, I don't know, have a place to sit to occasionally watch TV or just read a good book. That's what normal <laughs> houses do. Unless your wife is Peter Pan and, uh, and his granny for the week. And no, just going to leave it. No, everything, you know, matter of fact, I think I found a hot dog picnic that they had you wow. know, on Monday of last week, last night when I was trying to go to bed, I'm not I'm in the corner, not by a dog, but by those two, there's no telling what I'm finding. So <laughs> Braylon goes back to school today and, uh, and, and LaDonna is going to wake up and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to probably have to take her to the doctor to give some Xanax because when she sees the mess they made, you know. liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and hey if you miss any part of the show you can't catch the podcast it's uploaded by you know 10 o'clock central time most days um i am having uh, a, a wonderful day mark uh my partner mark gave me a computer okay hey. and regardless of what he says it is or isn't it is the best computer i've ever had and i uh i'm using it and tripping out at the same time it is just amazing and uh -huh. 
it, I really appreciate it, man. Well, it you're just, very welcome. It, I really do. It's so cool. And it's like, wow. <laughs> Well, like so I told you over the weekend, so you, you're, you're help, you helped me get rid of a little bit of the tech I've hoarded over the years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got stuff. I've got the first Mac laptop I ever bought. I've got, I've got I have, I had that thing. I've got, I'm looking around. I, the, the, I'm going to have to go get you one of those. I'm going to have to go get you a storage shed like Sheldon so you can put the baggies with the Q-tips you've used <laughs> next right. to the toenail clippings you keep and yeah okay gotcha i've got another little mac mini stored stored away somewhere that that uh is it's pretty much just uh, it, the only surf the only purpose it serves right now is to keep dust off of that one square area right. that's it but that's all okay <laughs> but you know what most of us have stuff like that. like okay i've got several um pieces of electronics that i don't get rid of because mm -hmm. they still might work if somebody did something to them you know <laughs> this is still usable and yet <laughs> and the thing is if they you were need, thrown away you need a subwoofer because i've got two spares in the corner there, see you know? that's what i'm saying that's and and here here's how it paid off for dave i bombed a daggone mac laptop with a screen that's big enough to watch movies on and not feel like you missed out on anything okay so hey yeah great right for me i will tell you the one thing that i've always known is that mac products are better i know that and i'm not a i'm i'm not a uh computer person but you know for what we do with audio and video oh. um it it's just um there it doesn't i don't ever get into that argument of this product or that product but i will tell you there are major differences of in these uh oh yeah, there in are. The, yeah. the computers and yeah you, you know, if you're a real computer person and i know a lot of people are you can do amazing things with computers you really can yeah. um a pc or a mac i mean but a, a pc gives you that opportunity to express yourself creatively uh, to be a tinkerer, an engineer a little bit. And that's cool if that's your thing. But for a lot of us, it's it's difficult enough just to check the pressure mm, in our tires with yeah. that gauge yeah. that gives you instructions, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, anyway. Yeah. I, there's just, no there's no no sense in having to tinker on uh, on your yeah. computer to have to be able to, to work on things. I That's the way right. I look at it. And I get that if you want to, because I've been there, I've done that. I've built computers. I built an editing, I built an editing workstation for audio and video years ago. And I, and I built actually in my, in my studio right now, I have a, <clears throat> I have a PC, a screaming PC that I built a couple of years ago for video editing. So I, you know, I've, and, and <laughs> right after I built it, I, I hacked it and put the Mac operating system on it. But there, see, there you go. Because you get yeah. used to working a certain way. Yes, you do. Yes, but still, how funny! Still, that system slowed me down because it had to go through these steps to load the system <laughs> I wanted to work with. So, wow. Anyway, how funny. But how funny. But they, anyway, they both the reason I says I wanted to tell everybody, I just want everybody to know what kind of friend you are, th Aww. that you will go out of your way to help somebody dorky enough like me. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. I do. Ooh. I told it on. I said, this is just awesome. You have no idea. Wow. So, um, you need a recliner because I've got a spare. <laughs> I actually, Mark, I, uh, <laughs> I, I quit trying. I, I can't sit anymore. Yeah. I, All right. <laughs> the Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm. Uh, the Mark and Mac Show. And Mark, I you and I didn't talk about this yet, but um, yesterday, church attendance 
uh, in the great state of Alabama was through the roof. They thought it was Christmas. It was that big. Did you know that? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was huge. It was like, there were so many people at church that uh, I got questions from people saying, where were all those red flowers they normally have? You know, because a lot of people only go at Christmas, you know, when you got the, and, uh, was it because Alabama lost were people praying yes, Alabama. Yeah. They were just, come on, you know, they, uh, they had gone to their normal church of Nick Saban, but, uh, it just, wow. uh, it faltered in Tennessee and other than 20 minute Tim Thomas and his friends, you know, yeah. um, after, if you've ever gone to a game at Tennessee, uh, to watch the Vols play, Whoa. you think that volunteers actually, uh, that's what they have showing up for their team every week, pretty much, you know, but mm. they've turned it around yeah. and uh, now the Vols have a good, the thing is they, they played Rocky top uh, normally 21 times. Okay. <laughs> Did you know that the, during wow. the game, 21, they played it 47 times on Saturday. Okay. Holy That's how moly. big. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the fact that, well, the thing is, you know, Auburn fans are getting used to this. And mm. so the thing is, is that you, you can't, just because Alabama lost one game, you know, you right. can't commiserate with that. You know, right. you can't, oh, yeah, we know what it's like. Because they don't know what it's like at Alabama. Yeah. And, uh, boy, but, you know, two weeks in a row. I mean, they, they, Texas A&M, they, they actually could have two losses in a row right now, you know? Mm -hmm. That's that's all tough. I hope the Alabama faithful will hang in there and realize that you can go to church at times other than Christmas and Easter. <laughs> it's fun. You know, it might change I, your life. I saw this thing. Actually, I shared it on Facebook yesterday. It says, when you beat Bama, you tear down goalposts. You jump in the poles. You celebrate. You should. The day you beat Bama is a momentous occasion. It's a storied mm -hmm. moment that will go down in the history of your program. But understand, <laughs> when Bama beats you, it's just Saturday. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and you know mark this story has been sitting in front of both of us for a little while yeah and i've looked at it okay and i i i'm wondering is this something that came from the weekly world news no I mean, it's okay no, this is actually it's a weird story okay i'll grant right. it granted okay. it's a weird story but it's not uncommon because oh. when they do this kind of surgeries and before we go into this, can we talk about rusty for a second? Cause our buddy rusty sure. had, he had like triple mm -hmm. bypass surgery and, yeah. uh, and, uh, he's back on his feet now. And, uh, you were telling me that you talked to him yesterday, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, Saturday, I think, yeah. um, uh, he called and I have I've been texting with, uh, you know, with him and his wife, Karen, and, um, and he has done well. Recovery has been, you know, amazing. Uh, he just, it's nice talking to him, and you know when you have a friend, or somebody you've known for better than half your life, and and this happens, it was out of the blue. Okay, mm -hmm. you know Mark and I would talk about his videos and his fishing and yeah. how his life had really gone full circle, and it's wonderful when you see somebody like that because mm. you know Rusty is Rusty's a guy in his life who is the nicest man who believes the best in everybody right off the bat. I mean. You know how most of us go into relationships where we're kind of committed, you know, we're half and half and we're waiting to see what's going to happen. Rusty doesn't. He goes full bore 110%. You see, you know who he is right off the bat mm. and he's there for you until you're, until you make it possible for him to not be there, you know? Right. And, uh, anyway, it's just, it's nice to talk to him and, uh, pretty emotional to be honest with you, because I know how close he came to not being here, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, anyway, so. He posted something uh, about 
going walking. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's actually walking. And he, he said, he's got it. You know, it's a small start. He said, and, and he, it was like, it was close to a mile that he walked. And I thought, I can't do that. I mean, <laughs> he's just had triple <laughs> bypass surgery and he's out walking. If you, you got me out walking that kind of distance, I'd be, I, yeah, when I come home, it would, it's going to be in an Uber. I mean, <laughs> I'll get that far, but I ain't coming back. (laughs) Liferadio.fm. If we don't, it's the Mark and Mac show, and if we don't do this story right now, I'm deleting it. I'm telling you, I'm getting rid of it. Okay? We, keep, we referred to it a couple of yeah. times, and now we've got to do it. Doctors it's staring at my face, Mark. We, we a little while ago talked about how this is this is a weird a weird situation, yeah. right? But it is not unusual. Doctors in Italy shared details of a recent delicate brain surgery during which the patient remained awake and playing the saxophone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Paideia hmm. International Hospital in Rome said in a news release that the 35-year-old patient, um, who they just identified as GZ, was kept awake and played his saxophone during this nine-hour surgery to remove a tumor from his brain. Doctors said the musical performance allowed the surgeons to map the different functions of his brain while they were operating. Um, Come on. Dr. Christian Brogna who led the surgery team said awake surgery makes it possible to map with extreme precision during surgery, the neuro, uh, the neuronal networks that underlie the various brain functions, such as playing, speaking, moving, remembering, counting. The goal of awake surgery is to remove the brain tumor or a vascular malformation, such as, uh, as cavernomas located in specific areas of the brain while preserving the patient's quality of life. So this is something wow. that, that that's, you just never hear about, but it's something that's done regularly wow. when they're operating on the brain. They, they don't anesthetize wow. the person. They'll put them to sleep and they ask them to mm-hmm. do things like counting and moving their hands and things like that to, to see, mm-hmm. to make sure they're not doing damage to necessary functions while wow. they're healing them. Whenever we do a story like this, I realize that, Okay, it's cool that I know Cousin Oliver was only on six episodes of the Brady Bunch, but that's my skill level there. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. It is good to have you with us today. Uh, Mark and I have a tendency to just kind of go on about our own business, which is, yeah, you know, don't we all want to do that at some point? Yeah. I mean, so when I see jokes about, you know, Star Wars related stuff and I think about that I didn't watch the movies when they first came out, <laughs> I was behind the curve and I didn't want to admit it. So I just didn't. I never talked about it. I would okay. listen to people and because, well, if you're a child that was born in the 60s and early 70s, you were raised where Star Wars was a part of life and everybody knew it. Right. You knew who the characters were without ever watching any of the movies. It's kind of like when when Penny, you know, said uh, uh, one of her truisms is you know, she goes, well, Leonard thinks I've seen all the Star Wars movie, but I've only seen one, the one with the gold shiny robot. And they're like, you know, well, I sent all of them. And I go, okay, well, good. You know, and so that's how I kind of was. I knew R2-D2 and, you know, C-3PO and all that. Uh, yeah. Without ever having watched them. When I finally did watch them, uh, there were some things that I thought were funny and mm-hmm. I thought they were really, you know, corny. Right. Anyway, yeah. 
there were jokes on Big Bang Theory for years about, you know, let the Wookiee win and yes. things that I didn't yeah. understand. Right, yeah. And it was only during the final season of Big Bang Theory, Mark, when um, uh, Sheldon and Amy were getting married and uh, Mark, um, the guy that played Luke, Mark Hamill, um, had lost his dog and Leonard, or uh, oh, yeah. Wallowitz found him. And so they get, you know, now they're going to get Luke Skywalker to do the wedding. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, there was, there was, they were stalling. Okay. And Amy and Sheldon were back working on a math problem. And, uh, you know, so while everybody was waiting, um, they were like, uh, you know, does anybody have any star Wars question? You know, I asked Mark Hamill and because they're all, you know, nerds and whatever, <laughs> every hand went up and, so it's like for 45 minutes while Amy and Sheldon are in the back of the, you know, doing their math problem, mm -hmm. he's out there answering all these star Wars trivia questions. Yeah. And <laughs> funny. it was funny because whereas Mark Singer acted in the movies and is familiar with them, he didn't know the, he didn't know any of this Hamel, stuff, Hamel you know, the, the, yeah. the goobers knew. Yeah. You called him Mark well, Singer. Him. <laughs> Mark Singer. Oh, <laughs> actor. Look him up. Blind, yeah. bald, blind gotcha. guy. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. So, um, but it's just funny yeah. because a lot of the things of Star Wars became part of just society, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. It has. And unless you see them, you don't understand the You don't understand why. Yeah. And so when I finally did, I watched all the movies and then I started going back and watching the movies, you know, not, I watched them not to pick them apart, but to see what is the interesting part of all this. Right. And, and I know it's interesting and it's entertaining. Um, but come on, you know, <laughs> you're right. It's, it is almost become a religion, you know, it's just, yes. their people are so, are so absorbed into it and, and people and that, do this with many different things. They did it with Harry Potter. They've done it, you know, they've done it with a lot of different yeah. things. They just get so, oh, yeah. so into it. And, and what made me think of that was yeah. Pan Solo. Yeah. Pets. That's what this California bakery. Right. I'm like, yeah. really? Uh -huh. It's a bakery in San Francisco in the Bay area. Um, They've uh, they've named a six foot bread sculpture of Han Solo when he's frozen in carbonite in the Empire Strikes Back. They it's a wow. sculpture made out of dough, and they've called it Pan Solo. <laughs> Hannah Lee Purvin and her mother Catherine Purvin, co-owners of One House Bakery in Benicia, California, spent weeks molding, baking, and assembling the life size sculpture using wood and two types of dough. Ooh, crunchy, uh, uh, including a type of yeastless dough with a higher sugar content that will last longer. The two worked at night after the day's business was done. The lovingly crafted details show Han Solo's anguished face and his hands restraining to reach out. The sculpture is now on display outside of the bakery, located about a half hour's drive north of San Francisco. Pan Solo is the bakery's entry in the annual downtown Benicia Main Street Scarecrow Contest. The public will get to vote on their face favorites from among more than two dozen creations entered by local businesses. The Pervans, who are big science fiction and fantasy fans, <laughs> duh, yeah. uh, entered another Star Wars-themed creation in 2020 featuring the Mandalorian and the Baby Yoda. Unfortunately, Pan Solo won't last forever. The dough eventually <laughs> will be composted, not eaten. So this is not an edible That's thing. <laughs> That's funny, though. And is, I love yeah. that people can be so passionate about something that is entertaining, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I will, I mean, that is, it's a neat thing. It's a fun thing. Right. I don't get yeah. it, but it is a cool, you know, for them, it's cool. Yeah. And so I was, and I, was, I was thinking a lot of people like you have seen the movie since, you know, recently or in recent years, and they just, 
And because you didn't see it when it came out in context with everything else that was out at the time, Mm -hmm. you don't have the same appreciation for it. I don't think because when it came out, it really was remarkably different and a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And which is why people went back to see it again and again and again, because it was so different than everything else and so much fun. And, and there are people who, who, there are people who have great grandchildren now who were in the theaters when this movie came out. That's how long ago it was. And the movies back then, you know, we've talked about this before. They Mm -hmm. were dark, dark movies. The popular movies were murders and things like that. And here's these swashbuck, the swashbuckler and all these, this ragtag team of, of crazy people trying to save the universe. And Mm -hmm. it, it was exciting and fun. And it makes me wonder what kind of people are latching onto that now with everything else that's out. Of course, you compare it to what that what's out now, and it's like, eh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. I get it though. Mm-hmm. I do, and that's why I have watched them and I have enjoyed them. And uh, you know, I okay. If I had a choice, and I like Big Bang, I I, I it's because of Big Bang Theory that I even watched mm-hmm. them. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. It's because of the writing on that is so crisp for a thirty minute show. Yeah, but you know, when I think about Star Wars when it came out and just was bonkers you know mm-hmm. that the number two movie if not for star wars would have been the number one movie of the year was Smokey and the bandit right yeah now, what can An- you watch more Smokey An- and the bandit exactly. or star wars? another movie that was just a fun romp yeah yep which was so different than everything else and i'll make a recommendation to you for a star wars movie that you will probably watch and go okay i get this and that's rogue one it's it has none of the original characters it's a side story and I think you'd really like it. So look it up. Rogue One. Life Radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And I look, um, for those of you who join us daily or have listened to us, may, okay, maybe you're a first time listener. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Maybe you've been with us for a long time in all the different incarnations from radio to TV or whatever. Thank you. We appreciate it. The one thing that you will know very quickly is that Mark and I are believers. Um, Nothing shakes that foundation, but it also allows us the freedom to uh, be amused, entertained, and things like that with the things that happen in the world we live in. And to be able, Mark finds unique ways of sharing the gospel in just about everything. I'm not kidding. You can see um, an owl throwing up, and Mark will find a way to share the gospel. Okay, it's just sometimes it's just it very sometimes cool. it ticks people off, you know. But yeah. but the <laughs> thing how is, dare you talk this. about Harry Potter? That wait, wait a minute, right? If you think uh, about it, if you think about it, yeah. it's a it's a redemption story. Yeah. You think about yeah. it, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's a you know we as, if we want to share the truth, we have to be relevant. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be. And if all we do, and I mean this, in, and I mean this in the nicest way, because there are some really wonderful, wonderful misguided Christians, okay? Um, pointing your bony finger of righteous indignation at the world, telling them they're all going to hell. Mm. Um, it's Is that really going to help? Is it really going to help to count the cuss words in a movie? Mm. Um, I It doesn't. It's just if you don't want to see it, don't watch it. But if somebody doesn't know Jesus, how can you be mad at them for doing things you know, mm. like somebody who doesn't know Jesus. I mean, yeah. there are plenty of people that know who Jesus is, but don't have a relationship <laughs> with him. 
I yeah. mean, that's why the world is the way it is. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I, I, whenever we talk about Star Wars or anything, you know, I'm going to be honest. There are days when I've talked about the Bradley GT where people thought I was worshiping it. You know, mm -hmm. wow. kind of my kids were really jealous of that car, too. Yeah. Didn't no, know I, that for I, a long time. I can't help but think that when Jesus went to the homes of uh, tax collectors and and the like, you know, yeah. and hung out with those people, all the people that the religious people said he should not hang with. Right. Yeah, I know he talked about the truth, right? About mm -hmm. about the message of the gospel and the fact that, you know, he was he corrected their religious preconceptions, right? I know he did that. But yeah. he also had to have talked about the latest tax law, the late, you know, he had to have, because mm -hmm. if he's going to dinner with all these people, uh, he's got to, he's got to know what they are and what they do and about what they are and what they do. I, I would hope. And to be able to, to be able to open the door to them to, so they would say, Oh, well, this guy is not an idiot. He's not just some icon, religious icon. He's, he knows about what's going on in the world around him. And it all relates to what he's telling us about God. And we should all have that aspect. We should all have that perspective on life is that life's going on all around us. The people all around us are lost and they're stumbling around in the dark. They just need to see some light and they're never going to see the light. If you're pointing it in their eyes and screaming at them about being lost. Life radio.fm, the market Mac show and, Boy, um, a story like this will make you wonder. It, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you ready? Here we go. A couple says they've been left physically shaking after they won a $2.8 million beachfront home in a raffle, complete with a gorgeous rooftop terrace. It has a bar. It has mm -hmm. a hot tub. Jade and her, uh, Jade and her unnamed partner, we only know Jade's name. One, the incredible coastal property is part of a raffle by Omaze, plus a cash prize of $56,000. Now, Omaze does this fundraising thing where they'll offer something up for raffle, and you and, and they okay. take bids on it all over the place. And Oh. Yeah, so they raise money for, for, uh, for charities that way. Right. The modern 9,000-square-foot house. That's it. Is situated in Kingsdown near Deal in Kent in the UK and boasts unparalleled views of the iconic White Cliffs of Dover. On a clear day, you can even see as far as France. A tunnel at the bottom of the cliff leads to a glass elevator, which can be used to access the dream home. Inside, the striking property features four bedrooms, one of which has its very own lounge area, plus a luxurious spa-like bathroom. Speaking about their good fortune, Jade described the win as life-changing, adding, it's beyond our wildest dreams. There'll never be quite enough words to describe how this whole experience has left me and my family. I never thought this could happen to us. I can't believe it. I'm actually physically shaking because it's unbelievable. The couple were among thousands of people across the country who entered the Omaze drawing, which reportedly also raised $838,000 for charitable causes. The, the house, which has floor-to-ceiling windows, was originally built by U.S. couple Garfield and Vanessa Spencer, who used it as a vacation home before they sold it. And, okay, so now they raised $838,000 mm -hmm. with this prize. 
Um, last time it sold, it was 36 mil. So had they just sold the thing, yeah. they could have turned it over to charity. They could have made a lot more money. Right. And this couple. I'm kidding. I don't know what they sold it for. I'm just this couple, it. they bought, it's a $2.8 million. It was worth $2.8 million right. at oh, the yeah. time. Just a few weeks later, because they just didn't, it just didn't fit. They didn't fit in the area. Right. They're just regular yeah. folks. And here they are with the right. richy rich people. Right. So they, yeah. they turned it over and sold it for $4 million. <laughs> Good for them. Now uh-huh. they'll become those other people they didn't get along with at first. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And, hey, man, I meant to tell you about something earlier and just totally forgot just oh? because of the day. But, well, you know how, like, on your battery, on the car, mm-hmm. um, there are two connectors, one positive, one negative, right? Oh, yes. And... Most of us understand that the battery um, is there to start the car. But after that, the alternator, you know, keeps it running. Right. Uh, electronically speaking, for the most part. And if your battery is doing anything, it's going to, you know, it's <laughs> it's not going to last long. Right. If you've got a bad alternator, your battery is going to be draining. You're going to be stranded somewhere. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Well, I had a, uh, a problem with one of, you know. Back in the old days, you would buy these connectors, and uh, they looked identical. One was for the positive side. One was for the negative side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, cars come with so many things oh, gosh, loaded yeah, onto yeah. the positive terminal yeah. that there's fuses in that connector. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and yesterday, LaDonna ran to the store. Now, I was busy. I, it was late in the afternoon. I was really kind of in a uh, – I was, I was busy. I was a little busy, Okay. And I said, hey, if you're just going to run into the store for a minute, don't cut the car off because we've been having trouble with it. You know, mm-hmm. and it, I, like, I haven't had time to replace this whole thing. Right. So, you know, I don't want you to get stranded. So just leave it. You're just running into pick. Just leave it running. Mm-hmm. If somebody steals it, they won't get far. The minute they turn <laughs> it off, they're not going to have to get it started again, you know? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, of course, you know, I what happened is uh, I, I I know she turned it off, okay? <laughs> yes. She, won't, she still hasn't admitted it, but she did. <laughs> and what happened? She got stranded. What oh, happened? Oh, man. I had to stop everything to go in and take care of it. But a couple of things found out. In our the area in which we live, uh, I make a lot of jokes about it, but we live here by choice for over a quarter of a century, okay? This is where my wife grew up. We live in a house less than, you know, two miles from her, where she grew up and the house she grew up mm-hmm. in. And anyway... There was so much help offered first uh, to LaDonna while I'm on the phone with her and I'm saying, don't let anybody touch it. I already know what's wrong with it. So don't let anybody touch it. There's nothing because they're going to troubleshoot and mess it up. So no, stop. Right. Yeah. We don't need help. And I said, you know, but I was thankful that there were so many people willing to offer assistance. It was really nice. Yeah. Now, Last night when I had to go down there and, you know, do this in the dark because I didn't want to leave it sitting in the you know, convenience <laughs> store parking lot overnight. Right. Um, the help was kind of with a question mark, you know. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got any cash on you, man? And, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I'm like. Uh, no, but I've got this... a nine millimeter in my left pocket. Would you like yeah. to see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, this watch is not a Rolex. It is a Timex. Okay, just saying. And it's got the the Twistaflex banned by Spidel. You don't want this. It's broke. It's only right twice a day. Anyway, so I just wanted to throw it out there that when you live in an area and you know that 
it made me feel better knowing that there are good people in this world that mm. will offer assistance. That's and good. Yeah. That was, yeah. I mean, I thought it was a, it was really, it was really inconvenient and sad, you know, that mm. I, I just wondering when she's going to actually admit she, you know, turned it off <laughs> because when she's on the phone, Dave, I don't know what happened, man. I mean, I left it on, like you said, but I came out and it was smoking and there were sparks in there. I'm like, well, <laughs> these are mutually exclusive problems yeah, yeah, to what we already yeah. had, uh, you know? And because she doesn't know that at some point, if she just said, and then there was a rat who came out playing with a monkey and they were speaking French, you know, life radio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about the uh, company. Was it called? Omaze? Yeah. It's a company that raffles off stuff for charity. Right. Yeah. Have you ever you seen those things where you know, and I'm I'm sure we could find one right now where, um, for a dollar and an essay about why you need a home, uh, you can buy a home. You know, people put homes for sale like that. I have where heard about you that, can yeah. in, you enter in a contest, and you know they sometimes it's a random drawing, sometimes it's write an essay. You mm -hmm. know, we'll choose, yeah. and I'm like, really, you're <laughs> that just there's something not good about that, you know. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, all I could think of was. You know, that the, well, I can't, you know, Mark, all I could think of is if they don't get the money they want, they turn around and either, well, we gave it, you know, so-and-so won it and, you know, they don't have to prove anything. It's not like a big legitimate lottery. Somebody's writing a, an hmm. essay and giving you a dollar for a hundred thousand dollar home. I mean, wow. come on. Wow. But anyway. Yeah. Um, a Michigan man thought $100,000 lottery prize was a prank. Yeah. Which I would probably think the same thing. <laughs> yeah. This guy in Michigan said he was convinced that his friends were playing a prank on him when he got an email saying he'd won a $100,000 prize. The 59-year-old Ingram County man told Michigan lottery officials he was suspicious because he didn't remember entering any such drawing. He said, I got an email that said I'd won $100,000 in a lottery second chance game. I thought it was from some college buddies who were tr playing a trick on me. Even after I had talked <laughs> to someone at the lottery, I was skeptical about everything. Now sitting here holding a check, I know it's very real. It turned out wow. he'd used the Michigan lottery app to scan a non-winning $300 million diamond riches scratch-off <laughs> ticket, which automatically entered him in the September 28th drawing. He said, I've been a lottery player for a long time, and I've won a little here and there, but you never think it'll be you who wins the big one, he says. I've dreamed about what this would be like, but never imagined it would be a reality. Hmm. The big one. He doesn't that, wouldn't that have thousand, been a million, right? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that have been the $300 million diamond riches right. thing? Wouldn't that have been yeah. the big one? <laughs> I would. I think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. I mean, he does know this 100000 before taxes, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not knocking it. I wouldn't. Put it this way: I would not take a hundred thousand dollars and hand it over to somebody else, right, you know, yeah. for no that's reason. True. That's true. It's a lot but, of money. I mean, but he is in Michigan. But, I mean, I mean, I mean, <laughs> what he's going to do with that twenty bucks afterwards? I don't know. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably go down and buy a house in downtown Detroit. <laughs> he could buy twenty of them. Right. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm. Life